0: welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and you are here for another edition of Chesapeake Chats, season four, y'all. I cannot believe it's finally here.
1: I am joined by my lovely co-host, Casey. Hi, everybody. I'm super excited to be here once again, talking about Chesapeake Shores, and guess what? I liked yesterday's episode. Oh my gosh, stop it. So did I. <laughs> I mean, I think I was just really excited to see everybody again. Yeah, it was like a little reunion. You know, we haven't seen them in a while. We're getting back together, getting to figure out, you know, what's been going on with everybody's lives since the last time we saw them. It's like a little family reunion. It really
0: was. And and it was like, this show for me signals like the end of summer, which is kind of sad, like for summer to end. But also like you know, new school year for the kids, you know, fall is coming, which being on the East Coast, fall is amazing because we actually have a fall coming from Texas where we didn't have fall. We just had hot and then like a couple weeks of winter. Like, so this show always signals like, okay, fall weather's coming and football season and being outdoors and pumpkins. I, I just get really excited. And so, yeah, I might've, I might've gotten a little... Choked up when the like the music, like the show music came on. The intro Aww. music, I was very excited. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay,
1: it's it is it a very fallish show. I don't know, if maybe the scenery they all look cozy in their giant over sweater things. And I'm yeah. over here in Florida <laughs> sweating, and it's you know, <laughs> November, you know, yeah. I know. Now that I live up here in
0: the, on the East Coast, I actually have a reason to wear sweaters and like scarves and wraps and oh, stuff. It's pretty nice. I'm I know. really
1: jealous. <laughs> I, I pull out the boots when it's like 70 degrees.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, that's funny. Um, so this... First episode, you're right. It was like a little mini reunion. They they kind of did a little recap at the beginning, and then we got to see where everybody is. And I'm not quite sure how much time has passed because there was some comments throughout the show about various time passages, and it they kind of seemed off. But no, eh, it's neither here nor there. But the episode title is "The End Is Where We Begin," which can mean so many different things. And I mean, this could be about Trace and Abby. This could be about Mick Mick and Megan. This could be about Connor or Jess and David. There's
1: so many possibilities. Um, They're all kind of closing a segment in their lives, it seems. Right. Like, um, what's his face? Connor, he finished law school. Now that was the end. Now he's beginning something. Abby and Trace, that we don't even know. (laughs) Just, you know, different. I don't know the end is
0: yeah. in the beginning I, that's I like to play title assumptions with these because usually I try not to read this series like the the um, episode summaries but mm-hmm. I did this year I cheated but I still like to play title assumption and try and figure out what it means and this could mean so many things but anyways okay so season one opens up with my favorite thing ever all the O'Briens together just them which I mean I know it didn't start out that way it started out with Kevin jumping into Abby's room with some ice cream and asking hypothetically how one would like to be proposed to but then it was so amazing that Jess comes in with a spoon Um, side note with her shoes on the bed which irritated me I'm like don't wear your shoes in bed but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, and then Brie, and then Con- I was, I thought,
1: okay, is Connor going to show up? And then he did. I just, I really loved it. What about you? Did you like that? Oh, I always loved the O'Brien sibling scenes. And then this one made me laugh because I was like, did they all just know to bring a spoon? Like you, right. hear, a, you hear someone's voice in Abby's room and you're like, oh, got to bring a spoon. They got ice cream. I mean, I mean, yeah. Is that if a I thing? lived in the house,
0: I'd probably just put one in my pocket and just have it the whole time.
1: Yeah, I'd probably, if I were Abby, I'd just have like a whole case of them in my. You know dresser drawer <laughs>
0: it was kind of weird though because that whole time not one of the kids was like ice cream and came running in i yeah. mean <laughs> my kids have like sonar like anytime sugar is open they're like, oh what who where can i have some and they're like right there and yeah no kids i mean uh, they
1: were super distracted from oh you're talking about abby's kids yes oh i thought you were talking about the like o'brien kid. kids. <laughs> no
0: like my kids if yeah. there's any
1: sort of sugar that's open they're like be like where's oh, yeah. the sugar i smell no,
0: it i know it's true. here." <laughs> it's like, my kids oh. hear
1: the the you know the freezer drawer open and it's like ice cream
0: <laughs> <laughs> right and not one of those kids came in there to scope it out they were just like yeah whatever we never saw him the whole episode but whatever um but yeah so kevin says hypothetically how would you want to be proposed to? And they all give their little scenarios, except for Brie was like, it's just about the feelings. Brie?
1: Yes. She's such a writer. She really is. (laughs) And
0: then Connor's like, what? What are y'all talking about? Yeah, (laughs) and is such a dude. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, have you told your proposal story? Do you have a good one? Have you told it on on our podcast? Oh, you know
1: what? I don't think so. Is Um, it a good one? i mean i think it's decent <laughs> i think he did a good job do you feel like sharing no i don't um so i told my now husband way back when i was you know young little naive baby casey i had <laughs> stipulations <laughs> <laughs> for getting engaged. So and if you listen to one of the episodes, I think it's the June weddings episode. I tell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little bit about, you know, our wedding and stuff. Um and how I'm like super extra. And so again, <laughs> extra. I basically told him that I wanted it to be a surprise. I like, you know, puzzles and figuring things out and like had to be a romantic or something ridiculous. Um yeah. So basically, he said we we lived apart because we went to college together and we went back home. Um, so that summer that we that we got engaged, he sent me a package and told me that I couldn't open the package until I had a bad day at work. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, "What the heck?" Um, so I was a good girlfriend and i did not open the package i actually pestered him like every single day for two weeks and i know right and finally i just stuck it in my closet because i was like i'm never gonna open this stupid thing whatever you are joking no i'm dead serious
0: gosh you
1: have such self-control i had to rip that open (laughs) this was there (laughs) uh yeah well see i had done that before like when we first were dating and It was kind of a topic of of contention because like he really wanted me to be surprised. Like we wanted to be on like Skype and just like talk and whatever since we were apart. And um, so I knew from that time, like three years later, I was like, okay, I'm not opening this package until he says I can.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Okay.
1: So finally, um, one random day, I had a bad day at work, but I kind of had forgotten about the package. And he was like, Oh, hey, how's it going? I was like, Oh, today was terrible. And he was like, Oh, wanna open that package? <laughs> and I was like, Yes. I think by this point it had been like two weeks. Um, so I opened the package and it had three boxes, three wooden boxes inside, and they were labeled. And I was like, Oh, okay, how ironic. It's you know, I think it was uh Tuesday and it had tuesday on it and i was like oh let me open this and it was a bunch of um no it was um it was a box of fake red rose petals Ooh, which was kind of okay. like our first date cuz he gave me a bunch of like rose petals and inside the box it said the past and i was like oh like reminiscing Aww. mind you there are three boxes in here the first one is the past so the next day yeah. i opened the next box and it was a bunch of puzzle pieces Later on, he told me, you said you like puzzles, so here you go. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so there, I think there were like 20, it wasn't very much, but I had a hard time figuring out these dang puzzle pieces because it was homemade puzzle pieces, but like mm. from the, like, ho- like Hobby Lobby, and he painted it and had a message on it, and the message said the present. So the first box was the past, the next box was the present this is getting cuter. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And then the final box, he was like, okay, you have to bring it to work with you, but leave it in the car and then open it after work. And I'm like, okay. And so I went to work. This was a whole saga at work. Like I worked with a bunch of ladies ranging from 18 to like 65. And it was a whole like, hallmark saga about what was in the final box. And like these ladies are like, oh, there's going to be a ring in there. And I'm like, there's not going to be a ring in there. He shipped it USPS. like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, and then someone else said, he's going to like pop up at your car. And I was like, okay, that would not be romantic. First of all, second of all, no, he said he's busy. He can't come down to Florida. And it it was just like a whole thing. And so when it was time to clock out, my boss was like, you ladies, better hope she gets engaged this weekend, because if she's really sad on Monday, it's all on you. I was (laughs) like, there's a lot of pressure. here, Right. (laughs) So I ran to my car after work, they parted. It was funny, the time clock usually everybody gathered around it, but this time they like parted it kind of like Moses was parting the Red Sea. And I just walked through and scanned out, ran to my car, opened the tiny little box and had a dollar in it. And I was like, see, I told these people, it was like money for coffee. You know, it's Friday, get yourself some, something good to drink. (laughs) But then there was also a message in there. And then I realized it was $1, which there's a $1 toll to the beach. And so the message in the tiny little box with the dollars basically said, drive to the beach, which I did. And I made it there in record time. Didn't speed. Oh my <laughs> uh, God. And he was at the beach and I was like, there's only one reason why you're here. <laughs> he goes, "Front door. this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, don't ruin the moment. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> oh. So... He proposed at the beach as the sun was setting in July uh 8 years ago. So Oh my gosh. Okay, I have to know. Did you cry? Uh I don't think I cried cried. I was no. kind of pretty shocked that he was there and I was pretty giddy. Yeah. Um I might have teared up like a slight bit, but I was more giddy than anything. Yeah. Super excited. Um I did paint my nails just in case. And my friends did point that out. They're like, you don't think he's coming, but you painted your nails. I was like, like, girlfriend has to be ready, right? You know, just in case. Uh, Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm in real life, I'm a very stoic, non emotional person on the outside. And so whenever I see people get engaged, I'm like, what are you crying for? I mean, seriously? Okay. And then what happened to me? Yeah, I cried. Like, I cried. I mean, not like big fat, like you know, sobby tears, like you know, Sense and Sensibility at the end when she's like, <laughs> yeah. But I did. I cried. and I was like, I guess this is, I like for real. And I wanted to say, are you sure? Like seriously, are you sure? Because <laughs> I'm a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, and I was crying and. I was like, I never thought I'd cry, but I did. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I need that to be a Hallmark movie. Let's be honest. I, so anybody, any Hallmark writers out there or people that are trying to write for Hallmark, I need you to write that into a script.
1: Cause that would be awesome. That whole, I, you're right. It was a saga. Yeah, it really was. It. You know what? If there are any Hallmark writers and you want to take that, let me know. I will give you the entire scoop. I mean, dialogue and everything. Also, let's just throw this out there. You need an Asian lead, okay? So mm. this would be a great story for <sighs> I don't know somebody. Are you Asian. Say Wong? Yeah, there you go.
0: Because I could see him doing that and putting boxes. Okay, they're done. Maybe we'll just make this into a Cardi Wong appreciation episode and just send him this idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. but you know who's not engaged? Trace and Abby. I was gonna say none of the (laughs) O'Briens. I said it. Trace and Abby. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start with those two because you and I both know we'll just... I'll just go ahead and say it. and get him out of the way. I did. I said it. Okay. So Trace, we see him come back and he's still scowling, which part of me just really wants him to be happy. But then later in the show, I got over that because they were back to fighting again but i will say this i'm glad that they are not showing him on tour this whole season i was afraid that we were going to start and show him clips of him on tour staring off into the distance thinking about abby and maybe kind of almost calling her on the cell phone but then putting away and being like oh, i just don't know what to do and so i'm glad that they're not doing all that um yeah. but i guess he and abby didn't talk
1: that entire time he was gone that is impressive <laughs> yeah. i am not gonna lie for a girl who has dated someone for a long time and then she just cuts him out and he didn't even do anything really all that bad i mean like he okay, didn't cheat yeah. on well you know like he didn't cheat on her he didn't like he wasn't like abusive or anything but she like cut him out I have so many thoughts about that here in a minute.
0: But okay. So, so Trace, yes. And then he tries to go to Abby's house with flowers because apparently he keeps calling her and she's not picking up. But Mick answers the door and is like, hey, welcome back. But no, you can't come in, <laughs> which was awesome. He was like, no, she doesn't want to see you, but welcome back.
1: <laughs> that <thought> was hilarious. <laughs> that reminded me of high school. Right? Oh my gosh. Like, it's like, nah. <laughs> it, it It just reminds me of like, a guy I knew and he wanted to get this girl back and he would like get her th- like things like that. And it was like, no bro. Yeah. No, it, she's yeah. not into you anymore.
0: Right. And so, and then I guess Trace, I mean, Mick actually goes to confront Trace about it later. Cause maybe he feels bad about shutting him down without letting Abby make that decision. And Trace declares, I'm here to stay. And part of yeah. me was like, well for now, like, I'm sorry, but He's always here to stay, but whatever. Yeah, he's like um, the last four years. <laughs> yeah. And then later at some point in the show, we see him on the phone with um John and he's in front of the bridge and he's like, I'm done. And part of and again, you're done now, but I guess his bandmates are like super cool with losing their jobs. They're just, sure. Okay. We're yeah. just not gonna tour anymore. We're not gonna do this anymore. You're going home and we're done.
1: Yeah. And it, like when I realized he was talking to John, I was kind of like, you have already had a bad relationship with him. And then you right. made good. And now you're teetering on the ice right now. Like, it's, are you trying to burn a bridge? Yeah. It's the, <laughs> his club is called the know. bridge.
0: <laughs> He's burning a bridge to stay at the bridge, but I'm, I'm here all week, people. Um, I know that was bad. (laughs) What do you call it? But then, okay. So moving on from Trace, because I'll we'll talk about Trace and Abby. But let's hit on Abby real quick. Um, I will say that the entire show it was either her business possibilities, like um, I guess potentially being in trouble business wise, or people asking her how do you feel about Trace's back. But I think. Honestly, the most important moment of the whole Abby storyline from this episode was David Lewis uh, could be her new client and uh, he was there for like five seconds and I needed more of David Lewis because I hope he's evil. And I hope he ends up fighting the family and I hope it turns out to be this long drawn out legal drama where they find out he's been running this whole scheme because he can be super intense. I mean, he's funny, Mm -hmm. but he can be super intense and I love it. And I love David Lewis. And so I need him to be on the show more. Yeah,
1: he definitely had those crazy business eyes. Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh.
0: Yes, I mean, he's he's funny. I love him in when he's funny, like in the Hallmark movies. I love when he's funny, but man, that one—what um, was it? Murder She Baked? When he was the actual killer. Sorry, spoiler alert. If you hadn't seen that one, uh, he was intense. No, wow. I liked it. I'm sorry you hadn't seen that one, have you?
1: I did not see that
0: one. <laughs> oh, I ruined it. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I'll probably forget, to be honest with you, by okay. time I get around to watching it. So.
0: But yeah, that was the most important part of Abby's storyline was David Lewis. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's really all that happened to her on this episode. Yeah, everybody just kept asking,
1: How do you feel about Trace being back? I'm yeah, fine. I'm good with it. Yeah, she's guarded and she's moved on. So where's Douglas uh, when we
0: need him? I was going to uh, say, bring on Douglas. So as far as uh, Trace and Abby go, they're not together, but they're still arguing about not being together. And this is where I have feelings, okay, because at the end, when he's, (laughs) Connor tells Trace, you haven't seen Abby, well, are you still into running? Because maybe if you went to this certain spot at 7am, you could start running again, aka that's where Abby is. And so he shows up, and he pretends like he doesn't see her, which is amazing. And she's like, Trace, he's like, oh, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. And She tells him, I can't go back. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: go back to what? A nice guy who bent over backwards to keep his career and his relationship? I mean, he cut tour dates. He came home between tour dates. He took her on tour with him. He spent time with her kids. He even picked up her kids before school and took them to the bridge to help out. Like, what more do you want from a relationship? (laughs) I forgot about
1: all of that.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back to the super nice guy that just has a kind of different career that you knew about before you started a relationship with him because it was so terrible. Like he's legit bent over backwards to try yeah. and make it work. And she was like, nah, that's not good enough.
1: Yeah. I'm, I don't have much to say because I'm really not all that invested in their relationship anymore. So I'm kind of like, okay, more power to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I
0: wanted to be throughout the show. And I just was kind of like, sure, whatever. I mean, their scenes happened and it, Mm -hmm. okay. But at the end when she says, I just can't go back, I lost it.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. But I don't (laughs) blame her either. I mean, if that's not what she wanted in a relationship, I guess, well, go get you a Douglas,
0: right? Right, But that's and I agree with her when she says, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think we should pursue this, or I don't think I can do this. And I don't think you should want to either. Done. That's the best thing you've ever said, Abby. Yeah, it's true. Put it on a shirt, and I'll wear it every (laughs)
1: Sunday. You know, now I'm kind of like, okay, bring on some new people. Because I wanna see this I wanna see the longing looks. I wanna I, I wanna fall in love with Abby and Trace again. Right. Like let's like let's first see, season, let's Abby and Trace. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: hundred yeah. percent So speaking of, let's talk about Aaron. This Is new right girl. Is it Aaron or Emma? Is it Aaron? Emma? Emma. You're right. Emma. Emma. Why did I oh, write okay. Aaron? I wrote Aaron in my notes. You're right. It's Emma. I'm a dum-dum. But we first see her as a random girl singing outside on a rock or some sort of bench or something outside on the bridge. And the Waffle King comes out and says, get back to work. (laughs) I was like, yes, the Waffle King is back. Episode one, you know, it's going to be a good season when Mm -hmm. you see him right away. But he tells her to get back to work. And then later in the episode, Trace comes into the bridge and she's behind the bar working and introduce, they introduce each other, you know, themselves to each other. And uh, he says, you know, you're a good singer. And this woman says, well, I don't sing for people.
1: Uh, But you sit outside right. in public and <laughs> sing exactly, where people can hear you.
0: Except you bring your guitar all the way to work. And take it outside on your breaks and sing out loud outside. But sure. It makes 100% sense. She's like, I don't sing in front of people. And then he says, well, maybe you could sing this song. And he pulls out the song sheet that she left when the Waffle King yelled at her. And he, she grabs it and says, I doubt it. I don't sing for people. Mm. Okay. Well, maybe we'll just all go outside while you're on your break.
1: <laughs> yeah. But we all know now that she's going to sing for people at the bridge.
0: True. And this mm-hmm. is the big, you know, he kind of gave her a little look like, oh, she intrigues me. So this is it. This mm-hmm. is what's happening. Yeah. Trace and I'm just going to call her Aaron. No, I'm just kidding. Trace and <sighs> Emma. What would be their tremor? Tremor? <laughs> Emace. Emaciated. Done. <laughs> Team emaciated. <laughs> Dude, well... We can work on that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we'll see how what happens there. I think that's what they're leading. That's what they're leading us to is that maybe there'll be a little flirtation there.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see. Bring it. I mean, it. there
0: wasn't much to go on other than her saying, I don't like to sing in front of people. But yeah. Um. So also in couple world. One of our favorites, Jess and David, they were apart at the beginning of the episode and Kevin decides to take Jess back to the Tanglewood Inn and take Sarah along for a weekend at the inn, but Mm -hmm. he's dropping off Jess and Jess and David
1: reunite, which is so cute. Very sweet. I was a little sad we didn't get to see more of Jess and David together, but I'm very hopeful that in future episodes, we will see a lot. A lot, a lot of Justin David because this episode, they seem to be like ships passing in the night. Like, ooh, hey, okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of busy. I felt bad for them.
0: Yeah, and I was kind of worried that it was going to be another drawn out, not talking to each other thing like they've had in the past seasons when they were afraid to really commit to their relationship. Mm -hmm. But I like that it was solved immediately. And Basically, what it comes down to is they were both miserable at the inn, but they the tanglewood inn that David's parents bought. And they were afraid to tell one another because they thought the other person was super happy and super into it. But they both actually end up talking to Kevin. And Kevin says, y'all should really talk to each other. <laughs> so they do, and they finally confess, and they decide, let's go back to Chesapeake Shores and try and rebuild the B&B. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that I, f- I feel like if that's going to be a season-long story... Of them rebuilding the BNB, that'll be fun. I think even when they argue, it's in a fun it's way. Cute. Yeah, it's not mean spirited. They don't argue and like fight and like, oh, don't, yeah. me, don't really want to look at you. They just really cute argue. So I think that would be a fun storyline them trying to get the BNB back up.
1: Yeah. And it's super fun because Jess is super crazy and David is yes. very chill. <laughs> So they balance each other out that way. And I think it'll be fun seeing them rebuild the inn yes. where it all began for these two lovebirds.
0: I know. Well, if you cut out the Brie part at the beginning, but...
1: Oh, yeah. We won't get into that.
0: <laughs> we did that last episode. So we love Justin David now. <laughs> then there's Connor. We see him. His first scene back in this, in episode one, is he and Danielle have met up And basically, she comes out and says, hey, I'm going to be up for partner while she's getting into her brand new luxury convertible fancy car. And Connor looks at it longingly. He looks at it like longingly more than he does look at Danielle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. I mean, like, okay, they are cute together, but this is what I'm saying. They are the when you're 45 and I'm 45 and we're still single, we're going to marry each other. They're so like, good as friends. They're, they are. They are so good as friends. Even flirty friends. They are really good. Like, they've got that really good chemistry. Yeah. But oh, I, I need them to be single and just be, like, flirty. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun. Well, and, and it feels like this whole
0: storyline for Danielle is to set up. A conflict with Connor that maybe he wants to go back to corporate life. Like maybe is mm-hmm. he jealous or is he rethinking career moves? Because later, when they when he and Danielle and some random dude are at the bridge discussing lawyerly things, that you know he, you can see the second guessing. And then when he's at his job, trying to fight for I'm not entirely sure what it is that he's actually fighting for the other side, the corporate side that he's going against she kind of makes a hint like, well, if you were free, I would hire you or something. And I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting because he's been a portion of one of the past season. What is it? Season two or season three, mm-hmm. hating corporate life. And that was a whole drawn out thing of whether he should leave and go out on his own and right, and work for his uncle. Yeah. And I guess now, I don't know, fancy cars will change that.
1: <laughs> it's true. I mean, I will say it is frustrating and it's kind of almost disappointing when You're with so you know you and your friends go to college together. You graduate and then you do the same thing. And one is like you know so quote unquote super successful, and then you're just like of here living in a box, (laughs) you know. And it's like oh man, what if I did this instead? And I could be here and I could be a lawyer instead of you know whatever. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's that kind of thing he's going through. Right. He just isn't satisfied is what I've noticed. He's never never satisfied where he's at.
0: Maybe he's a grass is always greener and then he gets over there and he's like, oh, well, okay. But, you know, I kind of went through some of that. You know, my former career was as an athletic trainer and, you know, it just, it ended up not really being for me, but I, I still have friends that are in the profession and they're doing very well. And a lot of them have elevated to Positions within our professional organizations, you know, mm-hmm. um, elevated to the point where they masters and doctorates and stuff. And, and I could have followed that track and I could have been right there with them. But, you know, in the end it wasn't for me, but yeah, it's, it's, you see people and you see people at reunions and you see people even on Facebook groups and you see their success and their career trajectory. And it's kind of like, oh, well, that maybe could have been me. Yeah, it's Yeah. It's a it's a weird dichotomy to to be faced with. I mean, I I really enjoy what I do now. I have a lot more time with my family, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a strange thing. So I can see that. Mm-hmm. It's just I think it's yeah. going to be interesting if 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 he has to struggle with that again because he's went one way, and yeah, maybe it was a grass isn't as green as yeah. he thought it would be. But so we'll okay. see. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder if he's just going to up and quit. Right. I mean, right. maybe he'll make his own. Pr- I mean, because he's working for his uncle. Maybe, wonder if he sets, maybe he'll set up his own. His firm. own practice. Yeah.
1: He and Danielle can run it together. She won't give up that car.
0: She'll oh, get that's partnership. True.
1: That's true. She's making the good money.
0: <laughs> but see, like now, okay, so Mick and Abby have potential legal troubles ahead of them. Maybe he separates from Thomas to set up his own firm so he can help his family. It's true. We'll see how that goes. So mm-hmm. um, I was going to say, speaking of Mick, but I think because I want to talk about Mick and then Megan, then Mick and Megan. But so real quick, Bree, apparently her book is doing very well. It's on a bestseller list, but she's also got a new play that she's looking for. I'm confused because throughout the episode, she had people coming in who I thought were producers. But then at the end, a woman named Hannah comes in. And she's mm-hmm. a director and she's going to direct the play. So I I guess maybe she's looking for both a producer and a director for her play.
1: Yeah, I thought someone to buy the rights to the play to to make it a thing. Yeah,
0: I was kind of confused about what exactly it was that she was interviewing people for. Because mm-hmm. that one, <laughs> that one really fluffy dude came in and she's like, I don't trust him. So I don't know. And then the, the last woman, her name, Hannah, and I, I didn't catch her last name, came in and she says, well, now I'm with some sort of organization and I want your play. I want to direct it, which, of course, Bree lit up and they start talking about it and they hit it off and they have they both recognize the challenges to play. Mm-hmm. And that's when you kind of realize, well, not at that moment, but between Bree talking to Megan, um, that it's about her and Simon
1: okay that one surprised me because i was like the last time you wrote something about people you knew it blew up in your face <laughs> Did you learn your lesson i guess not <laughs> also you and simon aren't really a thing a thing so what is this play about like right you know subtle hints to simon saying you do or do not want to be a thing right
0: because does you think? Because uh, I'm guessing he
1: doesn't know yet
0: that he's the subject of this play, or maybe he does. I don't know. They haven't really. They, they I don't saw the really preview. Yeah, I saw the preview for next episode, mm-hmm. and he's in the audience. But is he really aware that he's the subject of the play? And that's going to be interesting to find out how he feels about that. And. I mean, I I feel like maybe he would understand more than her family only because he's also a writer who also pulled real life experiences into his Mm -hmm. book with the whole Caroline, Carolina thing, whatever. And, but still, like, okay, this is me asking you for real. Would you be mad if somebody wrote about, like, you or your family? Like, if they used different names. Um...
1: I guess it really would depend on which story they go know,
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> which skeleton in the closet they pulled out. to Yeah, which one? <laughs> if they like, wrote okay. about all the murders, then yes, I'd be mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like if it's like th- about this certain family that we're connected to but it's really more about that family yeah by all means that's good juicy stuff but then it's like it's about me yeah if it's like about my dad and maybe they found
0: out like some secret life that he had yeah it'd probably be like um i don't know i i want to feel like i want to say that i'd be like super open-minded and you know it's all in sacrifice to the arts and stuff Mm -hmm. but in the end yeah i think it really depends on what storyline they're talking about yeah yeah. I don't know. I guess you won't know. Somebody out there, write a book about my family and bring it to me and I'll tell you how I feel. No, <laughs> <laughs> Just real quick. I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's going to be interesting next episode yeah. to see Simon
1: I, back. I, I feel like Simon would be pretty cool with it. He's kind of the type of guy, not that he has an ego, but he's kind of the kind, the type of guy that likes attention. I think. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think mm-hmm. about it that way. That's a good point. Like he's very, he's very suave and debonair. Yeah, and he does, he's not super riled up very easily. Right. Like he wouldn't blow up in her face. Like, um, what's his name from season one?
0: Oh, her boyfriend from Chicago,
1: Martin. Yes, Martin. Yes, like Martin was totally ego inflated. Right. But in a very negative way, whereas Simon, I think it's more like, a, oh, well, then yeah. that's what you think. OK. Right. I. Ooh. Yeah, he's got
0: such good hair, which I know has zero point to any of the storyline, but he really has good hair. So, mm. um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. I'm I'm excited to find out. I, I kind well, I like them together, but I don't know. They just need to make up their minds.
1: Yeah, they're pretty flighty. I'm like, Brie, I was going
0: to say, Brie needs somebody like Stephanie needs somebody on Goodwitch, but I know you don't watch Goodwitch all that much, so never mind. <laughs> all you goodies out there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, so Mick apparently is yes. having some legal troubles. He, this guy's always in with between land trusts and brothers coming out of the woodwork and yachts being given to him and um, wills and testaments, uh, he's always got something going on. So apparently there's hashtag rich people problems. <laughs> we should put that on a shirt. Okay, proceed. <laughs> we should get a picture of him and put on the front and under the under knit foot. Hashtag rich people problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay. So apparently the company is called Dilfer concrete, which the only reason I'm saying that is because it, I guess this guy always poured all of the foundations for all of Mick's developments, and so I guess they've always worked together. The gentleman that represented the company made it seem like they were partners, but you know, Mick says, "Are you are you insinuating that I knew what you've been up to this whole time?" And the guy says, "Well, what are you talking about, Mick?" I mean, so I hope we find out what it is that this guy is supposed to have done, and it's not just this him and Hain situation throughout the whole season where we kind of don't know but just tell us what he may or may not have done because later in the show mick is on the phone with somebody and it's very brief but he's discussing legal ramifications about working with this guy could he be insinuated at i don't know uh, if they land trust us with this i'm out but if this ends up being something that turns into like Connor helping them or I don't know that, that could be interesting. We'll see.
1: Yeah. The legal stuff. I'm always out. Like this time I'm just like, okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It has to be, you know what? Give me something juicy and give me something dramatic Yeah, and I'll be for, I'll be here for it. But currently make legal drama problems. Meh. Yeah. I mean,
0: he needs to, I was going to say he needs to focus on Megan, but I'm still not on board with that. But oh. speaking of Megan, at this point in the show, she has confronted Abby about, no, she confronts Brie about the play. Is it about the family? She finds out it's not about the family, that it's about Simon. And Brie gives her the play to read. Uh, and I will say, side note, um. Barbara Niven in those black glasses was amazing, and I need her to oh, wear yeah. more. She looked really good in those. <laughs> yeah. I, want to, I want to tweet her and say, can you find out where those glasses are? Because I need some. Thank you. Uh, but as far as making Megan go, there were subtle hints that this could be a thing. I know that that's been teased already. Mm-hmm. Will they or won't they try again? But there were some subtle hints that it may or may not be happening.
1: Yep, yep. They were definitely co-painted co-grandparenting at the beginning <laughs> sans the grandchildren right but they're definitely hmm,
0: we shall see yeah they brought it back with the ice cream they were like sundays oh, yeah. on sundays and remember they got this from us and they're just they're leading us down this path and i'm not sure i'm ready to go down this path i'm not sure this is i might try and turn the car around mm. but okay I, I know there are a lot of people out there. I saw on Twitter that there's a few people out there that are super into this idea.
1: Okay, yeah. two each. Thriller. What's their ship name? <gasps> That's an excellent question. Hashtag M M&M, because Mickem.
0: <laughs> Mickem. <That's> <laughs>
1: uh Megic. Megic.
0: Well, because if you do Megan. Which is or Mickan mick Mickin. Mickin? <laughs> we'll work on that camera. one too. Yeah. We'll have to come <laughs> back so we'll circle back. But so the final couple is I love I saved the best for last. Let's be honest. I saved the best for last, which is Kevin and Sarah. They are so delightful. They started out so rocky. And
1: now here we I are. Know. And they're one of so my so much parents. growth between these people. So sweet. Yeah, and, I mean they legit were gigantic walking hard eye emojis the entire entire <laughs> episode. Yeah. I mean, it, it went from just like regular hard eyes to like hard eyes that were really big to hard eyes that were like just thumping back and forth. The eyes were just like boom, 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 like so much love.
0: Okay. So this is where I have to ask you. Do you think Sarah knew the entire time?
1: She had to have known. She's a smart girl. Right.
0: I kept thinking that she, honestly, I kept thinking that she was going to actually propose to him. I thought at some point she was just going to (laughs) take, grab the bull by the horns and be like, look, I know that you, because that's kind of her personality as well. Yeah. And not shy away from things. And I really thought it some, because when she said, Kevin, okay, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead. So they go to the inn for a weekend because he's going to propose and Jess knows it. And she's been taking secret pictures of him all weekend, waiting for the moment. And Kevin tries to set up all these great activities. There's some sort of hike, which apparently everything goes wrong. Everything they've done has gone wrong. You, we, we finally see him at a picnic talking about their day. That's gone wrong. And it's this gorgeous, elaborate, under-the-tent setup, and everything's going great. And you think it's – Kevin's about to do it, and then he drops a champagne glass or something? I couldn't really tell, but – Yeah, I think he knocked over the bottle. Yeah, and I'm thinking, why does that have (laughs) to stop everything? Oh, sorry, this will be funny later, but I guess that's – in Hallmark world, it's done. Nothing else can happen from here on out, so no proposal. And there's – you think the next morning at brunch or breakfast or whatever that it's going to happen because they have some nice they they weren't mimosas because they were purple but they looked delicious and they are there and you think it's going to happen and no proposal and then they're going home and the jeep gets a flat tire and it's this gorgeous view and sarah says hey kevin come check this out and i swear to you i really thought she was going to get down on one knee and ask him to marry her
1: that would have been epic <laughs> didn't she ask him out to begin with like didn't she yeah yeah so that's why i kind of
0: thought that she was just gonna be like look here's the deal i love you and i just want to spend the rest of my life with you and i feel like i thought she was gonna one-up him but in the end he did it right there on that little
1: sunset scene and no it was so Sting sweet, yeah. I I love that it was very simple. Yeah, you know it wasn't. You know we didn't have all the giant twinkle lights and all the candles or you know any of this lottie dot stuff. It was just a very sweet, realistic proposal, and it was just like oh, it was perfect. No,
0: and then I sure. actually grew hard eyes. Like hard eyes actually popped out of my eyeballs because I was so into it like I was actually
1: holding myself like oh it's happening <laughs> I know I was holding my face I, yes! told, I was like squeezing my cheeks together yes like the entire time squeeing so so I loved it I really did too and it's perfection
0: I the only thing I will say is I hope they don't dissolve into wedding planning for the whole season yeah that's true I mean, we're trying to get Rachel on the show. And if this turns into a wedding planning thing, she's out. <laughs> you know <laughs> she how she feels about wedding planning. She hates it. So yeah. look, listen, Hallmark, we need Rachel on the show a couple episodes. So don't turn this into a wedding planning thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Although I feel like with them, it wouldn't be Kevin and Sarah planning. It would be like Jess.
0: Yeah, you're right. Or,
1: you know, Jess and, um, and David, Megan. Yeah,
0: and David could cook for them. And yeah, Jessica could hope it's the like, B when mm-hmm. it opens up again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Done. And it would be a whole saga with them and Kevin and Sarah, just like heart eye emojis. Like, Oh, we don't care. Whatever. Just do what you want. Yeah. Cause Sarah has been married before. Right. And so I feel like for her, she may not be as like, you know, frou, frou and bridezilla crazy about it. I right. feel like she would be like, I don't care. <gasps> I'm going to get my dress. I got my man. Tell me the time and place. And they're going to have all their like
0: firefighters, co-workers there with them. <gasps> Yay! Yes!
1: Okay. I'm
0: super excited. All right. So that's basically everybody except for, oh, I'm sorry.
1: What was that? Where's Nell? Dun, dun, dun. Where is Nell? It's like Carmen Sandiego. Diego. <laughs> Where in the world
0: is Nell? I mean, Nell O'Brien. They didn't even have a picture of her in the background somewhere. She just wasn't even in this episode. They didn't even mention her, did she? I don't think so. I don't even think they mentioned her one time. And you would think that if Kevin were getting engaged, that they would have made sure that she knew, hey, Kevin's leaving because he's going to propose to Sarah.
1: They told everybody else. Maybe she was in the group. Maybe Maybe she she was was in the group chat. (laughs) Yeah, we're still in, the group in the group chat. <laughs>
0: She's sending hard eye emojis back. She's like, "Oh, this is awesome." Yeah, but
1: where was she? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my theory. She's in Ireland <laughs> with Dylan O'Malley, the Leprechaun. Maybe he put her under a curse. <laughs> she, <can't laughs> she used nope. his Leprechaun nope.
0: ways and. In- cursed her and now she's stuck in ireland exactly yeah but nobody like even because normally when anybody leaves to go on some sort of trip aka kevin with sarah and jess so she could leave to go back to the work at the inn no would have been there handing them like a to-go bag of muffins and telling them something super sage but no she wasn't there if this is going to be a regular thing and she's not there then this is going to be a regular segment and we'll have to get some like theme music for where's Nell.
1: yeah oh, we should and i've got yeah. to think of more creative ideas than you know being in ireland with the leprechaun
0: okay then every week we can just go ahead and speculate wildly <laughs> where she is if she's not in the episode we'll just come up with our own thing and she can have her own storyline mm-hmm. in our heads so
1: you know what that would be amazing that would be so much fun i'm down for it
0: okay never mind hallmark don't bring nell on because this will be more fun
1: I mean, she's still in the opening credits, so yeah.
0: I mean, we know she's there because we saw behind the scenes footage and we saw, you know, Instagram and Twitter posts. It's just, I, you know, neither her or the Abby's kids were in this episode, which was kind of like, oh, okay. You know what? Maybe she's, maybe she took the kids with them. That's true. They're all in (laughs) Ireland together. Yeah. Uh, so that pretty much wraps up the episode. However, I do want to maybe have. A final segment called random moments. Let's like favorite random moments from the show that aren't necessarily plot lines, but you still either found entertaining or important or just something that stuck out at you that you were like, yes. So do you have any random moments?
1: Okay, let's see here. Because I only have one. I have a couple. Okay, I'm not going to steal your one. (laughs) that's okay i'll Um, fight you for it so okay so the first one okay both of them are with kevin and sarah um the first one is when kevin tells her well she he says i love you and then she doesn't say anything and he's like you're supposed to say it back and then they do that again at the end at this time sarah says it and then he's, she's like, you're supposed to say, I'll be back. And it was just very sweet. I like how they do the very little, cute. you know, circular storyline thing there. Really sweet. And then the other thing is the whole, you got me a rose. <laughs> 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 that legit made me laugh out loud. I, I wrote it. I did write it in my notes. Um, just because uh, what's his name? Oh my goodness! Oh, Br- uh, Brendan Yes, was <laughs> so good at making fun of um Jess. Yes, and it was just it was funny. Such Ooh, a cute moment. Got me a rose. Oh, yeah, I died laughing.
0: That was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so actually, I have two. I thought I had one, but I have two, and they both involve Brie. So yeah, we didn't steal each other's, which is good. So my first one is when that's director woman hannah comes into wordplay and brie and abby are standing there talking but there's two brie's because apparently in her own store brie has a life-size cardboard cutout of herself and a life-size cardboard cutout of simon which is so random and so wonderful and if that were me and i worked at wordplay which i know she doesn't have any employees i would totally put them in random places in the store it's just so Random that there's cardboard cutouts of these two authors. Like, you have to achieve a certain level of fame to get like a cardboard cutout when <laughs> you're promoting something. And the fact that these two authors have bestseller cardboard cutouts is amazing. And I love it. And I just want them to be <laughs> in the background of every episode at some point. Or Homer can send them to me if they're done with them because I sure would put them <laughs> in my office. Oh my gosh, that would be an amazing
1: giveaway. <laughs> They really would. Oh my gosh. Hallmark. Would, Do a giveaway. Be and let me yeah. win it. We we will take it. Yes. We will take it. The funny thing about those cutouts is like one, I think it was Amelia Oler posted a picture um, or it might've been true Williams. Somebody posted a picture of the cutouts and I was like, okay, why does she look super flat and shiny? Cause it yeah. just looks so real, real to me. It and then did. they posted another picture of both of them next to their like cutouts. And I was like, wait, 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 what? I mean, maybe it's just me and my eyes, but they look so realistic. Super confused. Super confused. Yeah. Just because for a second there, I thought, what,
0: Why Who? Oh, it's a cutout. And then I saw Simon's cutout and it's just so odd. I loved it. It <laughs> was so ridiculous. Um, the other moment is also in wordplay. It's when Megan and Bree are Brie is waiting for her first interview with the producers for her play and Megan's reading the paper and says, well, I'm looking to see your book, you know, and oh, your book moves up one spot on the list. And Bree's like, what? And they show a very quick flash of the newspaper with the um, book uh, rankings. And yeah, I paused it. And yes, I took a picture of it and I read the entire as much as I could of the paper. And these descriptions of these books are amazing. So I'm going to read you very quickly. Caroline in Carolina by Simon Atwater. And All Our Yesterdays by Brie O'Brien. Okay, so the description for Brie's book is, a family torn apart by a heartbreaking choice in their past forces five siblings to bond and depend on each other instead of forging and repairing relationships with their separated parents. Story of the meaning of family and about how the choices in the past become all our yesterdays. What? That's all words. Wow. All one sentence. And at the end, it got very word salady. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible book.
1: <laughs> um, so it sounds where, very, uh, yeah i don't know like soap opera yeah so
0: that was number 15 number 14 was caroline in carolina by simon hatwater and this one is described as okay i'm so excited because this is so random traveling across the country picking up the pieces of his broken heart jacob becomes captivated with carolina and the people them they're in after solving the mystery of Salty Creek and debunking the alien invasion of Chester Ridge, maybe his oh, search yes. for Caroline can now continue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Yes, and wait, t- that went from Nicholas Sparks yeah. to like black
0: to back to yeah. some random yes. Uh, debunking the alien invasion of Chester Ridge. Maybe his search for Caroline can now continue. So he's heartbroken. He's searching for Caroline. He pauses to not only solve a mystery but to debunk an alien invasion. So maybe now he's free enough to go back to looking for Caroline. Amazing.
1: Wow. (laughs) And I did not see that. Like, I I obviously didn't care enough to pause and read it, but now I'm like, you know what? Next time I see these like little ads for random books, I'm totally pausing just to see what they've what kind of shenanigans they've written in there.
0: I I paused it and I read them and I died and I just really needed everybody to know that (laughs) Caroline and Carolina, this grand sweeping romance from Simon is actually an alien story. I had no idea. Wow. No idea. All right. There you have it, folks. I think that was a good first episode I me mean, for, 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 yeah. for season four, episode one. I think that
1: was, I had fun with it. I, I did too. I agree. It was like I said in the beginning, it was a nice family reunion and I am looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah.
0: I know. I'm excited. Only five more
1: episodes to go though. I'm going to be,
0: oh. I know. That's, I mean, five, that's it.
1: I hope that they're holding out on us and they're waiting to announce like the O'Brien Christmas movie or something because they have yeah. not announced. I don't think they've announced all the Christmas movies this year. No, right? Can't have. So I'm hoping that maybe my thought was they would have the the um, the Rome Sister movie. So yeah. that's obviously two episodes plus the six. So that's eight. And then usually a season is 10. So I was hoping that maybe they would book it book end it with a O'Brien Thanksgiving movie. I was really hoping for an O'Brien Thanksgiving movie. Although I don't think that's going to happen. So maybe it's going to be Christmas instead. And that would be amazing. I would think that
0: if they do a wind calls a heart Christmas, they can do a Chesapeake Shores Thanksgiving
1: they really could with all those family members yeah i mean they already have good witch halloween they have one calls the heart christmas they don't have anything for thanksgiving nobody puts out thanksgiving movies everybody watches the macy's day parade thing i mean like when was the last time a show had a thanksgiving trope since friends in the 90s good call we haven't had Mm one yep
0: we're filling it hallmark come on we got a lot of good ideas in this episode that's right (laughs) so, <laughs> all right. Well, where can people find you online if they so choose to
1: follow you? You can find me in my live tweeting when I have time at Hallmark, my words on Twitter.
0: Yes. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at girl gone Hallmark. And of course you can follow the Hallmarkies podcast on Twitter, at Hallmarkies pod on Instagram at Hallmarkies podcast. And if you are so inclined, for only $2 a month, you can join us over at patreon.com forward slash Hallmarkies, where you can get Patreon-only content exclusive just for you. So, all right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate each and every one of you and the times that you check in with us and tweet us and share your feedback is so great. So, if you have any thoughts about this season, um in general or the first episode or this episode that we are talking about right now, um, shoot us an email at feedback at com, or, you know, add us on Twitter and let us know. All right.
1: So thanks guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.